hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator. Hi, welcome back to the next episode of the BC Law Just Law Podcast. I'm Tom Blakely. I'm here with Samantha Bear, Jim Fiore, and uh, Eddie Ward, who's uh, joining us. So for this episode, uh, we want to introduce ourselves. We want to keep it light. You know, we're going to kind of talk about what's going on in school, our experiences, and discuss the topic of Reddit uh, versus reality. So as as many people know from from their experiences, uh, the the Reddit law school admissions is a place uh, I'm sure many of us has, have spent too much time just, uh, you know, figuring out. Uh, you know, getting into law school, what law school's about, strategy, and we, we kind of want to debunk a lot of, uh, you know, the, 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 the myths that are out there. We're going we're gonna to kind of put our Snopes hat on today and, and try to disavow people of any illusions, talk about our experiences at PC Law, uh, and, you know, kind of let everybody, you know, know uh, a little bit more about each other. There's no formal topic today, uh, as there so often is. We're just, uh, we're, we're just going to chat, you know, nice chit-chat here. Um, so, uh, anyway, that's enough out of me. Uh, let's have, uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves, uh, talk about how 1L's going, and, uh, yeah, take it away. Sure. I can go first. Um, so I'm Sam, um, and I'm really enjoying 1L so far. Um, my friends make fun of me because I say I want to be a 1L forever. I don't think that's a popular sentiment. Um, it's obviously really hard work, but it's nothing that I didn't expect um, in relation to the schoolwork. And I think everything else has just been um, – it's just been an environment I've really been able to thrive in. So, yeah, 1L is going pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm Jim, and – I'm also a 1L, and I have to agree with Sam. I am really enjoying 1L, and you know, to echo what she said, it is, it's a lot of hard work, but I feel like there was so much expectation of, of hard work in law school. You hear that so often going in that it was kind of, yeah, I, I'm just enjoying it so far, but I don't know if that's like kind of an odd opinion just because I do like the classroom experience, but mm -hmm. it has been nice. It's cool. Hey, I'm Eddie. I'm also a 1L. Um, I'll be a little bit more of a realist. 1L year isn't, it's not, you know, going to the circus or, or Disney World. Um, I thought it was I the Disneyland of law schools. <laughs> it is. The, you're right. So as far as law schools goes, it is, it is like Disneyland. Um, I think the workload has been pretty manageable. I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed or drowning. And, uh, you know, getting to make connections with people here has made it an invaluable experience so far. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, so for me, so I'm a 2L, so I'm a little uh, getting long in the tooth, you know, as they say. Uh, but, you know, being a, a, a salty 2L, I mean, I kind of look back at my 1L, and I would sort of echo the same sentiments. I mean, I feel like a year ago now, I mean, I know my experience with, with, with COVID and everything like that's a little bit different, you know, like in terms of, uh, you know, like the, the class this year versus my class. You know, there, there's there's obviously some, some points where things are different. But, like, generally speaking, I remember coming into law school and, it, you know, I think the pop culture and, and like the Reddit and all the stuff that you see online, it, it sort of hypes up the uh, the fear factor a little bit. You know, you kind of feel like I'm going to just be in like a windowless room surrounded by case yeah. books for hours and, you know, that, that, like that's it, you know, and, and that's, that wasn't the case. I mean, I really, I remember getting started at BC Law and, and I think, and, you know, we're not being like, you know, uh, like paid to, to say this. I mean, it's honestly the truth, like that we, or, you know, I mean, I guess I can speak for myself, but it sounds like a similar thing to what, um, you know, everyone else is saying is I remember I started I was a few weeks in the law school. I was like, oh, this is actually this is actually all right. Like I really like this. It's actually not that bad. Just read and go to class and, and you know get get involved. And it's um it's actually really good. Like if you if you like the law and you like the issues and you like everything, like the, I think my professors were great. Um and it, it was really good. And so like looking at me now, you know, going through two L where you you know, you pick your classes and you, you you choose your own adventure to a certain extent. And obviously, you know, careers and you know, OCI and all that stuff is something that weighs 
heavily on uh, on everyone. It's it's just it's a really great experience. It's a really great community. I mean, I know, and this is sort of speaking to my one all experience, which is when we didn't really spend much time on camp. Like, in fact, you couldn't. Like, we had our schedules were done in such a way that like only a limited percentage of the school was here at any given time because it's in order to sort of social distance. Um, and everything like that. Now, sorry for looking at my phone, just trying to see if there's any any you know big big doings here to talk about. No, uh, but like yeah, so it's like we wouldn't like go to the yellow room. We wouldn't like we no one went to the library because like you they had like caution tape on the tables like two at a table, and so you just kind of would go home. But even in that environment, I thought that things were you know it was just a warm community, like the class uh, size, just the dynamics, like everything was really good. And so I think that's even more so this year coming to my two L year, and I and I had this conversation like last September, was like it kind of feels like I'm going to a different school to some extent. Because like now we can hang out, we can see each other. Like, this is just different, and, and it was great. And I, and I think that that, um, it's been really good. But it's hard work. I mean, let's not, it's not all yeah. sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, I mean, I know you guys had like your, um, your uh, your oral uh, arguments, arguments that yeah. you've been presenting. You guys want to talk about yeah. that? I, every all the one L's were in suits. That's so you know who's a one L. It's like everybody's dressed to the nines. Yeah. You know, we're coming in heavy to to present to the first circuit court of TAs uh, in LP. How's that going? Yeah, I mean, before we get to that, I just like. It, there are tough moments. It's yeah, yeah, like right. Yeah. yeah, finals week. Right, it's tough. And the week before, right. like that's a stressful time. Yeah, you're working yeah. like you'd be working 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah, you just don't right. want to take your breaks. But there are stress, tough moments. Yeah, know? I don't know how I would be during those stressful moments though if I was at a different school. Yeah. I'm. I feel really lucky that I have professors who I feel like would go to the ends of the earth for me here mm -hmm. and career services really supporting me. I kind of use them as my mom. Yeah. I'm like, what should I wear to this networking Aww. event? What should I do? do you want to shout out anyone particular in career services? Yes, Jill. Jill, okay. Yes. I think she's, is Jill new? I don't think I've met Jill. Oh, I want to <laughs> shout out I shout out Naomi. You know, Naomi's really great. Everybody there is great. Everybody's they're all great. Yeah, they're Sue all great. Sue Lynn and Chris Teague. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. It's a great squad. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think the other thing too, like looking back at my one, there, there was certainly like the – um. There's like this mission creep of like, oh, I gotta apply. Like you'd hear of like one guy that has a job, and that just sort of would would be destabilizing. But I think it's like it's not everyone's gonna be fine. Like I think that's the thing, and it's a, it's easier said than done. It's easier looking back and, and thinking that than I guess maybe. I mean, you guys are like on the doorstep of, of OCI this summer. I, I know that that's um, stressful. Do you want to like? I mean, you guys are more uh, sort of recent to, to to that than I am. Like, how, how's how are we feeling about that? I think uh, Meet the Employers was last night. Yes. So that was uh, I saw the name tags being printed out at CSO. How, how was that experience? It was something. <laughs> I mean, it was a really great opportunity to learn about firms, mm -hmm. and then in that way, you're kind of trying to see which firms maybe you connect with more mm -hmm. and what size firms you want to do. You can talk if you're considering both transactional and litigation. You can kind of um, ask the attorneys there who are most – most of them are junior associates, so right. they're, they're not too far removed from where you are as a 1L. Right. Um, so it's really nice to hear from them as well. So I think overall is a good experience. It just is – it, it kind of feels like speed dating a little bit, so it, it is a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. But I think you, if you go into it knowing that and knowing yeah. what to expect, I think yeah. you can get a lot out of it. Now, we're all three of you guys there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I did not go, so I'm much more interested in GovPI specifically. And there's actually going to be a government night this uh, next week specifically. Um, so my experience um, in, in looking for GovPI jobs has been uh, pretty great so far. Um, all the law schools in Boston, they have uh, the Massachusetts Law School Consortium. So when you're applying for summer jobs, you know, uh, getting to um, apply 
through one portal, through everything from uh, the attorneys general to public defenders to um, you know children's rights groups. It was really amazing, and it, you were able to get ahead like in the first few months, of, uh, first few weeks of January to have your interviews. Um, and I was able to line up an internship by mid-February. Uh, so it was a really great experience if you're interested in GovPI. I know we, we focus a lot on, on big law at BC, but there's definitely a strong showing for yeah. public yeah. interest so as well. So what, uh, in, in terms of this summer, what uh, would you, you guys you all know what you're doing this summer? Yeah, you, if you want to talk about that at all, I know that's Yeah, so that. I'm actually, I've accepted a position working at the Massachusetts Attorney General's office. Okay, cool. Uh, in their uh, Energy and Environment Bureau. Very so cool. we'll be enforcing uh, the environmental and climate laws of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but Massachusetts also has some suits against the federal government to make sure that, you know, we get let out of schools right. um, and reducing pollution for historically marginalized communities. Mm-hmm. So it's great to be able to work both on a local and a national scale yeah. right in Boston. That's very cool. And I, and I imagine it's, an, I mean, I know from where Working in government, there's a, a sort of a firewall between, you know, the, the the politics of some of those offices, and of course the work. And I mean, right now you have uh, Attorney General Healy is uh, it looks like in line for for governor this November, and there's candidates, right. uh, you know, to to replace her. They're going to be on the ballot. Who I, I think either just came to the school. Or I think there was like some kind of forum where the AG candidates um, were They're coming here. soon. I think yeah. next week maybe. Yeah, yeah that, that should be really interesting. So that's uh, good. How how about how about you guys? What are you guys up to? Yeah, I accepted a position at Cabot Corporation okay. in Boston. Cool. So they're a global comp- uh, global chemicals company. So okay. I'll just be in their in-house department. And I cool. think I'll be doing you know a variety of things, whatever they have coming down the pipeline. So very nice. Very, very cool. Yeah, um, and I got my internship through the same program that Eddie was talking about, so I got it pretty early, which is very nice and less stressful um, coming around this time of year, and I'm going to be working at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston. That's very um, cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited. That's very cool. Yeah, so last summer, my one all summer, I worked at the uh, Wilmer Hale Legal Services Center at Harvard. I was in the Veterans Clinic, uh, which is a, re- I mean, it's a clinical experience, which obviously you know people you know, do clinics in law school, and that's a really uh, cool opportunity uh, I, I really enjoyed. I felt really fortunate. I mean, I know there's people who do a variety of things one all summer. I mean, it's a really unique um, time in terms of where you can land. I, I really enjoyed working with uh, my veteran clients. It was just very meaningful work. I got to work on uh, one case in particular that's actually gone up now to become a uh, potentially precedent-setting case with respect to um, basically the survivors of LGBTQ veterans uh, being denied, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, widow benefits on the basis of the fact that the VA um, requires you to have been married for eight years to qualify, except in many states it's impossible to have been married for eight years at, the, at this point. And, you know, actually myself and uh, someone who's become a good friend of mine that actually met working at that clinic, he's at another law school, um, in the area, wrote the brief arguing that, uh, you know, for, for the government to deny benefits on the basis of, uh, you know, the substantive law that was deemed unconstitutional, of course, in Obergefell, that that decision to withhold those benefits in and of itself is um, unconstitutional. And now it looks like that's going to become a, a pretty important case, which was, which was just a cool experience. And I think everybody has a really, you know, unique experience. One, Ellen, you know, you come back from, you know, being in house, being at businesses, being in government, you know, AG's offices, DAs, uh, and things like that. And it's, it's a really interesting time. Um, you know, obviously you have OCI over the summer and that, uh, you know, that, that is certainly something that, uh, weighs heavily on the minds of, uh, you know, rising, rising two L's. How, uh, how are we feeling about that? Ready for it. Ready. Okay. <laughs> see, I've heard a lot about it, but yeah. also despite that, I feel like I still don't know a lot about it. Yeah, so right. that's fair. Kind of like this vague, yeah. vague idea that's been talked about, but yeah. it feels like I have a lot of things that are in my control and then I can yeah. work towards, but it, at the same time feels like 
nothing is in my control yeah. and that's a very yeah. uneasy feeling and that's so. natural that makes sense yeah. yeah yeah i think everyone's in the same boat in that sense yeah. right just yeah. gotta wait till you yeah. know send in all the applications and then just see what happens and yeah. try not to stress about it yeah and i think you know looking back so for us um it was i think it was the second so so the first covid oci was a very different uh it was like in I think it was like in spring of 2021 as opposed to the prior summer of 2020. So ours was uh, last summer, you know, sort of normal timeline, uh, all remote. Is it remote for you guys? Do you know? Or is it yes. back to, okay. Which I think helps. So like I was like the first class to have like a traditional OCI that was remote, which I mean, I think there's some people um, like myself who would argue that, you know, sort of if you're very, you know, because people interview very different. People have, you know, different sort of interpersonal strengths, you know, the way you can, you know, communicate like some people have like really great resumes, and then you go get in front of the recruiter, and like if your person, I was just meeting with someone at a, at a firm a few days ago who was telling me about this. Like, you know, there's some people who look like rock stars on paper, and then you don't quite, um, you know, you're a little flat in the interview versus people who have, uh, you know, a resume that's, uh, you know, maybe I don't know something that can get lost in the stack, but they're just like rock stars in person. You know, when, when you're doing it remotely, I've always sort of felt like, you know, for those of us who, you know, feel like you communicate well in person, it kind of makes everything a little two-dimensional. Um, but at the same time, it's much more convenient, I think, than everybody just like getting all dolled up and schlepping into the to the school like it used to be, um, you know, years ago. But yeah, I mean, for us, it was, you know, looking back on that experience, it was, it was interesting. I mean, it was definitely something where, yeah, you know, people go, some people go home over the summer, which is many different places throughout the country and you're doing it remotely and it's, it's a, it's a whirlwind experience, but if you just like network well and you kind of keep your head about it, it really helps a lot. Like I know it's, it's, it's definitely a stressful time. I don't think anybody would tell you that it's not, it obviously is. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you just network well and, you know, make good connections, there's a lot of things that are cause like, right. Cause like grades, you know, to a good extent you're in there, it's not necessarily in your control. Like they're going to do what they're going to do with the with the stats as it were, but, uh, you know, if you network well, you know, you prepare, like there's a lot of things you can do that are in your control, um, that help. But nonetheless, I mean, it's a stressful thing. I think people would be lying if we're like, no, nah, it's just, it's chill. Like we're just, we're just kicking yeah. it, you know, but, um, yeah, but I, I, and I think BC law from my experience, and I, you guys can talk about your experience. I mean, maybe it's a little bit different this year. I mean, there's in-person events. We didn't have any in-person events last year cause there were no vaccines yet. Um, but I, I think they prepare you well. You kind of know what to expect, generally speaking. Like, I mean, how has that been for you guys, like, leading up to this? Like, what have, what's that been like sort of getting getting ready? Um, I think the biggest thing I would advise is just, like, go to the career services office as early as possible. Even if you don't have any specific questions, I think it's just better to hear it from them and you kind of get, the, you know, the idea of, like, how the process works rather mm -hmm. than hearing rumors here and there about, you know, oh, this person has an internship lined up already. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like, I didn't even apply to an internship yet. Like, yeah, it's stressful, yeah. So definitely, they're, they're great, so definitely go there. Yeah, I feel the same way. I went into Jill's office um, the other week and I was just like, this is what I'm doing to prepare for OCI. Is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything I should be doing that I'm not? And that was really helpful for me just to make sure that I'm doing everything I should be doing. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Any good tips? Share. <laughs> <laughs> she said network and try your best. Yeah. So, yeah, and a lot of it is you can kind of have to recognize it's not all in your control. I mean, it's. Yeah. I was talking to a professor here recently who's he's 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 seen them all come and go. And he told me to he told me he goes you know Tom he goes this hiring it's like an algorithm and I was like yeah you know, that's really true because. There are, I mean, to just speak candidly about the way that this thing works, like in retrospect, I mean, I, um, you know, learned a lot about the process. I did a lot of networking. I talked to a lot of people and it, and it is, it's very much, I think we can all agree, unlike any other hiring process you'll go through. Like I think yeah. where, 
you know, you network a little bit, you send in your resume, you make it look nice. And they, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, um, it's like a, it's like an assembly line in some ways. It's, I know a lot of people go into, um, career services. There's of course this, this Google drive with the GPAs yeah. and the curve and everything. I know people get all stressed about that. I was just, uh, having dinner with a buddy the other night and he was telling me, he's like, Oh dude, I think like the, the top 5%, it's going to be like three points. I'm like, dude, just, just calm <laughs> yeah. down. Like it's going to, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be all right. I think like, um, yeah, I think one of the things that unsettles me too is that we're all these like, you know, great, like dynamic people that yeah. are multifaceted. And you feel reduced to a number, right? Exactly. You yeah. feel like you're trying to be squeezed yeah. into a box to get a job. Yeah. And that's a little unsettling. So I went to, I was at a firm downtown the other day. I was talking to, we chit-chatting. I was catching up with somebody who, who works. And we won't name the firm or the guy. But yeah. we were, you know, talking about recruiting. We're talking shop. And uh, he tells me, he goes, Tom, he goes, here's here's what it is. And, and the thing I think is funny is all these people talk about like, oh, you know, you're all in a stack of resumes. Like they're printing these out. Like we're like <laughs> mailing them in and there's like this stack of paper. And there's like the one guy who got like fancy card stock. Like, you know, people are doing that now. But um, he's like, well, you know what happens is you're all in the stack. And the easiest way for me to cut the deck, which is a gambling term, which I thought was ironic, you know, we're cutting the deck. Yeah. Like we're, we're at like Encore. That's I, I was at Encore after OC. I was like, oh God, I got to de-stress. But uh, no, I didn't do any of that. But um, he's, but he's like, okay, well, you know, you've got like uh, 200 people that apply or, you know, whatever the number is. And of course, you know, it, it's not necessarily that they want to reduce you to a number. It's just that's the easiest way for them to be like, all right, well, who do we want to talk to? And it's like, we're going to, you know, it's not necessarily always like hard and fast, but it's like, all right, you know, if you have higher numbers, it, it, it makes it easier to to advance in the process. But one of the things that everybody tells me, and I, I can't like overstate or I don't know if I can't understate or over, the bottom line is I can't tell you enough um, from my experience, networking is just critical because if you make the right connection with the right person, and this is, you know, what I've been told, I'm sure you all hear this too, like that can be the, you know, he walks down the hall and is like, hey, give this guy, you know, see about them, you know, put and give them give them a look, and he's always like, "Yeah, that can you know that'll get you a screener, and then you get in the screener, and uh, you know, and, and I think that's the thing. I've always been of this mindset that like I just want to get in the room, like yeah. just let me get I in the room the and just let me let me give them the, the the sales pitch, you know, let me let me show them what I got, you know, and then from there, just I, you know, th- there's a I think oftentimes a lack of equality of opportunity in terms of like, well, if I'm just a number, or if it's just like. You know, daddy's calling the partners. Like, if you don't have, which isn't that widespread, but you know, it, it happens. Like, you're competing against people who sometimes have these advantages, and you want to think about what's under my control. Like, network. Networking yeah. is really important because that can be a connection you didn't have that can move you from the the to, from the waste bin to the bottom of the pile. So it, it can give you a look, and like that's all that you yeah. need is just be able to have the conversation. Yeah. It's all really important, and, I, I think, to network. Yeah, yeah, my experience has also been that networking is not just a means to an end. Yeah. Um, even if it leads to nothing, I, I've really enjoyed like learning different things about firms just to figure out what I want in a firm, which is, you know, I'm, I'm not probably going to have picket a litter for these firms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to have 20, inter- 20 offers lined up for me, but it is nice to hear yeah, you got, people. Yeah, you got 20 offers. It's <laughs> fine. I, I've got a good, good vibes about this. Uh, one of the other things that we wanted to talk about today is, um, you know, th- this topic of, you know, we, we kind of refer to it as like Reddit versus reality. There's like Reddit law school admissions, Reddit law school there's like top hyphen law hyphen schools dot what I, like, I don't know if that still exists. It did when I was applying. Um, but nonetheless, there's like not only websites, but like, um, you know, just there's just a lot of misnomers out there. At law school people, places where people talk about law school and like all these kind of fears and like how it works. It's not necessarily accurate. I mean, I actually went to a lecture on campus last night, which was pretty cool. Uh, they had this professor. He's like a law professor, but he's also like a um, 
what do you call? He's like a, I think he's like a professor of like religion too, of like theology. He used to use uh, talking about um, like, can you prove the resurrection of Jesus using like the, you know, like applying like the rules of evidence. It was like a really interesting um, talk, and you had all these undergrads were there, and like you could tell there was like a lot of like pre-law people in the room, and he's like, oh, does anybody know what? Um, and it was good because I didn't know half of the things, so. Um, but uh, he, he's like, oh, does anybody know like what? Um, it, you know, like simple things like hearsay and stuff like that, and you could tell there were there there were there were some gunners in the room, like people who were like, oh, it's you know, like, kind of, you know, people who were probably like interested in law school that like go to a lecture like this, and like, afterwards you could like hear people talking about law school, and it's like. Just some of the things I think people think are not necessarily always accurate, you know, and it's like it's just about how it works and kind of like what it's about. And so, you know, I know like when I was applying, I don't know about you guys, like I was on that Reddit law school mission. I was like breaking my phone. I was refreshing <laughs> that thing so much, you know, and I mean, not necessarily all. I mean, some of this, I mean, look, I'm not going to like sit here and say like it's not true and like you're not going to get good advice on there. I mean, you will, but I feel like it's very narrow, you know, it's like not necessarily telling you the full story. And so we kind of wanted to talk about that. Like what, I mean, I assume we're all kind of familiar with that scene like what do we think are like the biggest kind of inaccuracies that that you see i think one of them is just beware of like hyperboles because yeah, like who, yeah. who posts on law school admissions reddit or law school reddit but like either like the person that absolutely hated their experience and just wants to vent so someone that says like like law school is the worst decision mm-hmm. you'll ever make yeah. it's like three the years, extremes yeah. absolute yeah. hell yeah like, it's that's just inaccurate yeah, but you know yeah. it may have been for that person so sure. you gotta take yeah. it with a grain of salt yeah i feel like that's true i feel like one of the things i saw like right as i started law school or was getting ready to get started i would read about like these just these horror stories about hard it is and you're not gonna have any time for anything and you're just gonna like it's just, I mean, it wasn't actually true and then i got here and i i don't know if you guys had experience too like you got a few weeks in law school and you're like oh, okay like i can I can handle this. This is good. Like, yeah. So I did not participate in the law school reddits nice. at all. Um, I was working when I was applying, um, like working a full time job, and I didn't have any friends who were applying to law school with me. And I'm a first generation professional. My Same, parents yeah. don't know anything about the law school process, really. Yeah. So I was kind of a lone soldier on that front. So, and I, to some extent, I think it benefited me that I wasn't as neurotic as some people checking everything, looking at everything. Don't get me wrong. I was mm. kind of neurotic, but <laughs> um, it, I think the looking at those posts and things would have just kind of made it a worse situation for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything worked out well for me. And I think everyone has a different journey. So it is hard to compare yourself to different people on the internet. Everyone has different backgrounds. Yeah. So I think you just you just got to believe in yourself that you can do everything and yeah. and you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, and I I, I, mean, I I relate in the sense like I was I'm also a, you know, first generation, you know, college first generation law school and I you know, there was definitely not um, you know, which which is fine. I mean, people come to law school from different backgrounds, but you're right. Like there's not that sort of um pedigree, right? There's not like you know, the, the the path has not been paved and so you have to really uh, I think do do a lot extra to sort of really understand what the process is like and what the reality is. And I think one of the most common places people are going to go for that is the internet, you know, and kind of, you know, going on to those places. And it's it's easy to kind of fall into a to a trap and not really see the, the full picture. But I also think that's like probably good that you were not like guided by purely like just the, yeah. just the, the, the id of like the law <laughs> applicant mind that you, that you see online. I mean, I think, yeah. I think for me, like I would go on, I mean, I, I, I went on a lot because I, you know, I, I didn't have like lawyers in the family. I didn't have like another way to really get, um, you know, this information. And it seemed like a lot of it, um, it's very, and it's, it's, it's sort of a function of how, 
I think law school admissions works and how law uh, hiring works is it's just very narrow and sort of statistically grounded and like there's really not a sort of a breadth of uh, not really a diversity of opinion right like i felt like the reddit law school missions maybe it's changed well first of all the memes were great when i was on it that's one of the things i remember the memes chubbell like those were just top-notch memes um but like outside of that to be in all seriousness i i, I thought that you know the the predominant focus of those websites is like you know encouraging people to go to either like the highest ranked school or the school with like the highest big law placement for as little as possible. And to do that, they would tell you to just go all out on the LSAT and like nothing else in your life matters, which like not true at all. Um, I mean, I do think it's a function of just law school admissions, which is like very much your LSAT and your GPA that, you know, sort of causes that, that sort of um, mindset to, to manifest itself there. And then, you know, with like, and the same thing happens when people talk about like getting a job. It's like, Oh, you just need, you need to be at the yeah. top of your class, which like, it's great. It's great to be at the top of your class. It's nice, you know. Get get the get the summa cum laude on the res on the resume and the diploma. But like, that's not the only way to get a job. It's not like if you don't, you know, you're not at the top of your class, you're not going to get a job. Like, that's the thing is like the other side of that, which is like you're more than your numbers, right? And in getting a there's more pathways to your job than just being like at the top of your class and like backing into a yeah. you know being like the 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 you know the this like OCI prototype. Like that's not it. And I feel like you don't get the other perspective you also don't get like if you're interested in like gov pi or working the federal government or public defender or jag or an agency or like anything that's not going to affirm those voices and those people are not like well represented online but i think i think a good way to counteract that is because if you are on reddit and you're reading these stories and you're like oh like what is this it's not what i expected again like go to linkedin search yeah. search yeah. bc law yeah. and like message someone that's like a current 1l or 2l yeah. right. and like they'll be happy to talk to you yeah. ask them what their experience was ask yeah. them like you know what what was different than you expected and i think everyone's always been happy to talk yeah i yeah. think that's certainly the case i don't think it's something people do enough i feel like you can't do that enough there's not there's not yeah. like a too much with yeah. that right Absolutely. i know i'd be so happy to talk yeah. to anyone yeah, who's too. like in that process right now yeah because we were stressful. just in it so yeah right. yeah, we're, we're, it's very yeah. i i've had people email who like people watch this podcast i think like that's a uh or you know kind of see it um you know online like i think we're all sort of become points of contact like i mean i get emails from folks that you know a couple of weeks ago i was talking to a prospective student and there's like certainly like an apprehension you feel like i think like they you know people almost like very like deferential to you even though like i'm just a guy like i have no i'm just i'm just yeah. you in a couple of years like there's yeah. not there's nothing you know I'm, I'm not you know i don't really have any control over anything but i feel yeah. like that it speaks to like the apprehension people have like oh this person figured it out or this person's yeah. you know, like how do you how do you do that I, I have a friend i you know a good friend of mine from from high school who he texted me last week he's like oh you know i want to get together he you know we're, we're, i mean obviously we graduate at the same time we're sort of in the same sort of career uh timeline here he, he's worked in um uh, accounting for like since he you know since he graduated college and he's he wants to go to law school now and He's like, yeah, you know, I just, can I just, you know, get a few minutes of your time? I'm like, dude, of course. Like, if you, we used to go to, like, you know, math together. Like, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's meet up. And, um, but he's like, yeah, no, I just want to know how it works. Like, what are you supposed to do? But, like, I think there's, like, that sort of fear factor, right? I'm like, everything's so new. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah so it seems boring. like esoteric. It seems like, you know, there's, there's like a game. I mean, to some extent, like, there kind of is, but it's nothing you can't manage. I don't think it's anything that, like, you know, people won't, or, or not, you know, like ourselves. And I think, like, a lot of folks are unhappy to, happy to, to help you figure out. Yeah. Um, so you talk to a real person, yeah. and it's like, oh, they're just a normal person, yeah. and they figured it exactly. out, so I could figure it out too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember like when I was applying, they had, um, like I was, I remember like I was in the process of taking the LSAT, and I was talking to an attorney at a firm, and I was like, oh my God, this LSAT, like it's just, and she's like, 
you're gonna forget all about that once you're in school and i was like yeah. no like that's <laughs> no way. and it's like no true like i no, it, it's just you have to kind of listen to folks and seek out those conversations and get the straight dope because otherwise you, you can kind of and, and there's an opportunity cost too like if you're only getting your information from a place that like considers a very narrow path like you're not going to hear about you know other areas of the law and like other places people work and other people's experiences and it makes things very monolithic which is probably not good in terms of like diversity because like if law school was just kids from like families of lawyers that all know it. like it wouldn't be a very diverse place yeah. And, yeah. and i think it's good to be able to have all these conversations and just and just level with one another and i think that's really good and i think bc is a place where that um you know that's really really well facilitated i mean it does does really feel like a sense of community to a to a good extent yeah i would definitely agree with you on that um i think that on reddit and a lot of other places uh, they sort of make law school seem like a very intimidating place where uh, all of your peers are also your competition, um, right. which, you know, to an extent can be true, you know, if you're going for, you know, a, a big law job, but I haven't felt that at all. I really like, it's a very collaborative environment. And, you know, part of the reason is because I'm interested in, in GovPI and like my interest area of environmental and climate law is very niche. It gives me the opportunity to, to meet uh, and hear a lot of different viewpoints that, you know, I, I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Um, Eddie, what kinds of, I mean, cause that's a really interesting path. Do you want to talk about that? Like what kinds of viewpoints uh, have you heard? Like what, what's the, what's the pathway look like for that? I mean, that's, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting um, pathway because, you know, climate law doesn't really exist um, for a large part. We, we actually have a course climate law, but um, anyone who's been following that knows that it, you know, on an international and even national scale, it, it doesn't quite exist. And so, you know, I don't really have a set pathway of what, you know, my, my career as a, as a legal professional will look like um, because, you know, no one really knows what that looks like yet. So, you know, whether or not I'll be working in government or um, for a, a PI group that's, you know, advocating or, or even suing the government, it's not clear. Um, but I also have a lot of interest in, you know, working in environmental policy and BC has some really great um, dual degree programs um, with, um, different different grad schools on the main campus as well as with Tufts in their urban environmental policy school, um, which are some great considerations because I think a lot of people, when they think of law school, they think like, okay, I'm going to be in a courtroom every day after that, and that's not what I want to do. But there's so much more that lawyers do, whether it's like making policy, um, you know, whether it's, you know, designing how cities are built um, and, you know, how to reduce lead in schools or, or something like that. So, um, and my experience has been like law school is not a monolith. There are so many different ways you can take it beyond, you know, the narrow pathway of this is big law. Yeah, uh, that's certainly true. Um, and again, like I, I think that's sort of the, uh, the, the, the effect, you know, the impact of like Reddit and like only getting your information. There's you're only sort of hearing that side of things. And, and I think just generally speaking, there's not, um, you know, learning about, not necessarily just the law, but like the field and the profession and recruiting and career path. Like these are not things I think people know. And, and the only way you're going to learn more about how things actually work is by having conversations with people and listening to people and going to panels and, and, and having conversations. And, you know, a lot of the stuff you sort of learn as you go. Um, but I, but I think it's important to do that. It's important to, uh, you know, be prepared for, you know, like, look, obviously you don't have to know where you're going to work when you step foot on this campus and for, you know, a long time after that. And you don't have to know exactly what your career is going to look like. And you shouldn't feel like you're supposed to. And like that, that pressure to, you know, know things that you don't know. Like, I think you kind of have to let that go a little bit and you, and you explore and you figure things out. Like no one's expecting you to, you know, cause you're going to have people who come in and be like, oh, I want to do this. I'm going to work here. And if you don't, that's fine too. You know? And, and I think that there's, 
I think it, you know it sounds a little simple, but just like be kind to yourself. Like it, you know, it's a it's a you know law school can be a pressure cooker. It's not like all Definitely. fun and games all the time. It's just you know, you're gonna work hard. You're gonna do work. Um, you're gonna study and everything like that. But at the same time, um, you know, like there's we were just talking beforehand. Like people say like oh, you know, like the school say or just people say. You know, OCI is not like the only time to get a job. And people kind of like scoff at that. It's like, okay, maybe like if it works out for you, it's like a nice direct and quick yeah. way to, if this is like exactly the thing you want to do, well, that's nice when it works out. But it's not like that's it. And I feel like there's like a pressure that people feel. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know if you guys feel it now. Like, oh, this guy, what does, you know, what does he know? But <laughs> it is true. Like, you know, you're going to, um, you know, law school goes by very quickly, but you're going to, you know, you're going to do a lot while you're there and you're going to figure yeah. a lot of things out and, you know, I think there's not only learning what you learn in the classroom, but learning what you learn outside of the classroom. It's about having, I think, the patience and an open mind to uh, to see all that and sort of having the confidence that when you, uh, you know, put your uh, investments in a place like BC Law, again, I'm sounding like a salesman, but I'm not. <laughs> it is true that, you know, you, you invest not only your your money, but your time, you know, your relationships and what you're going to do over that period of time here, you're, you're going to, you know, have a good experience. You're going to have the resources to, to kind of come out and put yourself in the position that you, that you want to be in. And you just have to be patient. You just right. have to think like, you know, trust the, trust the process, put your best foot forward and you'll be okay. It's not like these freaking bar graphs on like <laughs> law school numbers where yeah. it's like, oh, there's this like red dot over here and like there's a yellow one. Like it's not, it's yeah. not, life's not a math problem. I mean, there's parts of law school and like, getting a job that, you know, they're, they're going to the stats, you know, mm-hmm. they're doing what they're going to do, but that's not it. You know, you, you meet people, you talk to people, that's not a math problem. That's just, right. that's just life and you're learning important skills and those skills are going to carry you, you through your career. And this is certainly a, a place where you can, uh, where you can do that. Um, yeah. As someone who is interested in going into big law now. I didn't come in going to big law. Like I said, I'm a first-gen professional. I had no idea kind of what kind of law I wanted to do. Um, And then I took contracts with Brian Quinn, which I was also in. BBQ. Kind of figured out through contracts, and and I would go to Quinn's office hours and just, like, ask him a bunch of questions just about big law in general, transactional law in general. And I kind of figured out, oh, this might be something I'm interested in and that I want to pursue. And Mm -hmm. also... With the competitiveness um, of getting big law internships, yes, it is competitive, and sometimes there is a weird feeling like, oh, these people are also want this job that I really want. But I found it way more collaborative, and I don't know if that's a product of just BC in general or if it's the same at every law school, but we're all kind of in this collective, small, suffering aspect. So I think we're all just kind of trying to help each other be our best. I think a good connection to make, and you know, so I have these conversations with other people and like doing research and things like that. I think it's it's a common phenomenon these days that there's a big difference between the way people talk online and sort of things you hear versus when you actually sit down with someone. Like, I mean, like for instance, if you look at like politics, like everybody's, you know, going crazy about this and that but we actually sit down and have a conversation people generally be pretty reasonable much more than you see on like twitter or elsewhere and i feel like the same thing is true here where you feel like oh this is cutthroat this is so competitive this is you know all these things when you actually talk to people you know you find people are actually much more collaborative like you're saying and i think the last point that i want to make um just on this is and it's important you know we're in this time now where you know we're you know interested in diversity you know as i understand your class is like the most diverse class that you know, we've had, and I, and I think that takes a lot of different, uh, you know, forms. And obviously, you know, you're going to have situations where people who, you know, are not from sort of like the prototypical like family of lawyer are gonna 
I think need more guidance, more help, um, you know, oftentimes to, to figure out like, Hey, what does this career path look like? What am I supposed to do? What can, how do I, you know, there's like this expression in sports, like act like you've been there. And I think for people like myself, like Sam, like others, you know, when you first step foot in law school, it's an intimidating place. Like hard to act like you've been there if you haven't before. Um, and it's like, I, if I could look back and tell myself something, it's like, just reach out to people, like just have conversations because, you know, I, I, I think that in order to enhance, you know, diversity in the law in terms of, you know, really every category, but of course, you know, socioeconomic status, like bringing people new perspectives and coming from different backgrounds, uh, you know, and opening some of those doors. I think it's important to, 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 to be helpful and have conversations and, uh, you know, just get involved, you know, because like you said, there's a difference between, I think the theme of this is there's a difference between what's on the internet and what people are actually talking about in person, which is often much more collaborative. And, uh, you know, you're going to find good opportunities here to, to try to become who you want to be and have the career that you want to have. And, uh, you know, all told it's a, if you're thinking about BC law, it's a, it's a good place to, uh, to do that. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, I think that's a, that's a good place for us to wrap. I think this was good to be able to just talk today. Yeah. Do we have a closing? Uh, like how would you- the closing as a user, I say is, all right, well, thank you to everybody for tuning into just law. It's been Tom Blakely, Samantha Bear, Jim Fiore and Eddie Ward. Uh, we're talking about Reddit versus reality. We're talking about the reality of, of law school from our lived experience. And, uh, uh so with that being said, we're gonna have a few more, uh, great episodes to uh, to round out the year coming at you. And uh, other than that, thanks to everybody for for tuning in to to this one and to you know this year and everything we've been able to do. And you'll be you'll be seeing a lot of us you know over the next uh, the next year. And uh, it seems like you know whoever's coming and going, this thing's in in good hands. And it's great we've been able to start this and uh, you know look at uh, look look wistfully at uh, what it's become. It's it's been a it's been a hell of a ride. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Until next time, it's been the Just Law Podcast. Thank you.